on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. folks welcome back a uh, month two of 2021 the evil twin sister of 2020 <laughs> or i guess they're both evil huh mm. i am trina trina braxton's canadian accent <laughs> why have i never heard this what? okay well i am daniel kaluuya's american accent and this is the read trina braxton only speaks in a Canadian accent. Uh, okay, well, I have watched Precious Little of that show, so I've... <laughs> but did you just do it? Did you just say a boot? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. So, this week's Black Excellence goes to <laughs> a 23-year-old badass and a photographer by the name of Quill Lemons, which is also a fucking awesome What name. a name. <laughs> He's from South Philly and uh, the youngest photographer to ever shoot a cover for Vanity Fair. Wow. Okay. So, apparently he got some attention from Vanity Fair after a photo series from 2017 called Glitter Boy, which, because of them we can, writes, uh, depicted black men in glitter as a way to eschew the traditional lens of masculinity. I'm actually pretty familiar with this series i'm right quite certain i saw this when it came out so i'm far more familiar with this area than i thought um so apparently in 2019 you know before things went to shit and people <laughs> people couldn't you know people could actually be around one another yeah. and, and have events friends and family remember that yeah <laughs> Apparently back then, Quill Lemons was seated next to the creative director at Vanity Fair at the International Center of Photography Infinity Awards, which sounds incredibly prestigious and very, very above me. Um, So yeah, from there, they kikied and laughed and talked about being fantastic and talented. Um, he, He shot an editorial featuring Chloe and Hallie for the magazine. And then the girls lived, you know, they exploded. They said, come, we need to fly you out. Uh, this little known star by the name of Billie Eilish uh, needs a cover for our March issue. Wow. You know? So can you please uh, drop everything from your incredibly booked calendar to be our youngest photographer for a cover ever? And so that is the thing. I'm actually a big fan of Billie Eilish and Black Excellence. So I'm going to get a copy of this Vanity Fair. Yeah. Um. And yes, congratulate congratulations to 
quill lemons and your talent and youth. <laughs> Again, what a name. Like the talent just in, in choosing that name alone. I right. can't help but to stand. But yes, congratulations. It's so artsy. And still, yet another first <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but yeah, good job. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so this week in Hot Tops Fleet Home, Alabama. Fleet Home, Alabama. <sighs> Just as fine as she can be. <laughs> I always like... <laughs> okay. <mind. So. laughs> I actually see exactly what you was doing. <laughs> I did a mashup in my fucking head. Yeah. Anyways. A little salt and a little pepper. Everyone, how was your Valentine's Day? Mm. Great, nobody cares. So let's talk about Lloyd Harvey's. <laughs> um, oh no, what did she do? <laughs> so Lori Harvey, as we've mentioned on the show a few times, is dating Michael B. Jordan now. And of course, they did what many of y'all do on Valentine's Day and took... To social media, mm-hmm. show off their 
fanciful gifts and romance. <laughs> so <laughs> Lori posted on her Instagram stories some certificate from Hermes. <laughs> Apparently, oh Michael B. Jordan bought her stock in the goddamn company. Wow. I kicked off my socks and said, hey, man, bitch, let me tell you something. <laughs> wow. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Fuck the purse, girl. Yeah. Fuck the belts. Fuck whatever the fuck they sell, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get you a portion of the company yes. so that when all of these other measly girls go out and go shopping, girl, <laughs> you're a winner, darling. Period. Pay me equity. Stay. Oh, wow. That's a... <laughs> That I I'm stunned. That's an incredible idea. Um, <laughs> I'm apparently, sure Lori has also... plenty of Birkins any damn way. Ex- exactly. <laughs> she could simply just fold this up so and put smart. it into one of the num <laughs> the numerous purses damn. she already has. By them, I really love that. I'm <laughs> um, apparently they also like uh, had an aquarium rented out, and like uh, his nickname for her is Turtle. Don't know why. I Don't care. But they went to go see literally probably every goddamn species of turtle right. at the aquarium, and then walked into some shit, some candlelit dinner underneath <laughs> the goddamn aquarium where they're s- surrounded by sea life and rose petals everywhere. Wow. Which is great because when I see rose petals in romantic situations like that, I can't help but think to Kia and the classic question of who is going to clean all of exactly. this up? Exactly. Who are going that. to pick up these pieces of flower off yes. of my goddamn floor? But the great thing is here, this is not your house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else that you're going to tip very, very well is going to do that for you. Exactly. Exactly. Someone is getting a chunk of that money that you paid to shut this down. And it's going to be their job to pick up these flowers. So, yeah, I'm wet. That's <laughs> it. I don't... <laughs> this actually just makes me think of, like, the healthiest relationship I have ever been in. My partner decided to do the rose petals and balloons every fucking wear. And as soon as I stepped into the room and saw all of it, the very first thing this nigga said was, I'm going to clean it all up. And I was and like, that is, and why don't we just get married? <laughs> because there it is. there's nothing, first of all, there's nothing better than somebody knowing that I'm a Virgo and you're going to have to get this shit up off my floor. And I want it gone. You're, you're, just <laughs> going to, you're going to have to clean all this shit up. I really appreciate the gesture, but you are going to have to clean this shit up. I will. And the thing rest. is, it's like, it's like undeniably pretty. Like there's no, like, it's so, like you can't hate it. It's so lovely. <laughs> And at the same time, somebody needs to remove this debris from my living room, my fucking bedroom. This is where I rest my soul. You have to get How this out. How could it be so beautiful and so instantly triggering it's at the exact same time? It's disruptive as fuck. You have to get this out my space. My mind can't even get to the beauty first. Like, the, my first thought is... Honestly. Who is going to yes. remove this? And that's why the first thing that nigga said was, I'm going to clean it up. Great. Like before anything else was uttered. And so I was like, this could not be more ideal. So that's sexier than the pedals, if you're honest. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you're going to do it and you knew to let me know that before I made a comment. My love language is acts of service, if you could not Mm. tell. Make my life easier. (laughs) That is the way to my heart. So I'm happy. What did he get? Nothing. What? This holiday is for ladies. He's got Lori Harvey. What right. The fuck are you he got to about? take a picture with Lori Harvey. So, period. There's are your you reward. Amen. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I just think these two are cute, and I'm a fan of them being cute together and wealthy. Um, let's see here. So, Northwest's mom 
uh, decided that she wanted to drag some of y'all on her social because she shared some photo, this painting, this canvas painting. Oh, Lord. Uh, oil painting, I mean, that her her daughter did, she says. And, of course, the internet was like, because it's fantastic. It's really, really beautiful. It is really good. Especially for a seven-year-old. Right. Like, so, of course, the internet was like, girl, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> of course they said that. <laughs> They were basically like, girl, you know, damn well North didn't paint that. You photoshopped her name on it. Blah, 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 blah. Now, listen, I don't give these people, like, credit for anything, I think, besides the fact that their kids are beautiful. Right. And that's not even up to them, so. (laughs) Shout out to God. (laughs) My thing is, like, why would it be shocking that... A seven-year-old could do this, especially when the seven-year-old is wealthy. Right. Honestly, that was my very first thought. Like, at first I was like, when I saw it, I was like, this isn't good for a seven-year-old. This is good, period. Like, this is really (laughs) fucking good. So I do understand why people were like, sister, please. However, I can understand thinking that. I can't understand actually saying that to that woman or Mm. typing it, you know, in her comments or tagging her in that opinion on social media because... Like you just said, her seven-year-old is wealthy. And so why mm-hmm. is it that a child with unlimited access to money and the best instructors and the best materials, like, it's not impossible <laughs> for a seven-year-old child with unlimited resources to do something like that. So I really don't know how right. y'all decided that y'all should call this woman a liar behind her baby <laughs> of all things. Call her a liar when she puts on that extra fucking tanner. She uses Thanks. all that goddamn yes. <laughs> that Rihanna body glow Indeed. shit and show up <laughs> <laughs> trying to look like a shanti. Drag her in. <laughs> But because she said North Pain She posted pictures and I'm like, what is, what is 7th Streeter doing? Oh, that's not. <laughs> exactly. You're like, what? <laughs> that is a lie. We did that just, right. That. that is something we can drag her for. But like North, leave North out of it. Right. If my mom like, is lying on her, then let North have the glory anyway. <laughs> right. That's not how They fault. also said, I mentioned on the show recently, they said the saint can count to a thousand or something like that in Japanese, which also didn't shock me because the nigga has access. Because he probably has a personal tutor from Japan and he probably goes to Japan all the fucking time or gets just immersed in Japanese culture. Because again, his parents are very fucking ridiculously wealthy and they can do that for their child. And like many parents put their kids in all kinds of activities outside of school, dance, music, sports, art, For this whatever. exact reason. For this exact reason, because it's <laughs> great for them. And it's, you know, we're also in the middle of a panic at the disco. So now's the time, you know, unlike any other, to have your baby out in some sort of a class or something, whether it's something, virtual or not. Can. To, you know, help to stimulate their mind. And I also think that people probably thought that this child painted all of this freehand by herself at once, like in one sitting. Right. That's also not likely. <laughs> because North, you know, I I only take my art lessons on YouTube. There's a couple people mm-hmm. who I pay f- for the Patreon, for the unedited yeah. version of the Paint With Me videos. You Amen. know, and that is my, that because that is something I can afford. Isn't it relaxing? And it is. It's very relaxing. And you can kind of let go of whether it's good and just get lost in the process of doing it, which is the whole fucking point, which my neurotic ass will very rarely let me enjoy. But again, that's the point of doing it. So, like, it's just not it's just not completely unfeasible to me that this child didn't do this over the course of like 
even months. Yeah. And, Her mama said weeks. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. okay, so weeks. But, like, you learn a process of being able to edit your paintings, you know, and all this other bullshit that I can only imagine she learned. Because, again, you know, my education is limited to Patreon. But like, I just a lot of your seven year- <laughs> y'all could A lot of your seven-year-olds could probably do this. A lot of y'all seven-year-olds could probably do the same thing. And not even, you know, with a million-dollar artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Maybe some of your own kids might surprise you in terms of their abilities if, you know, again, I don't have any children, so let me be quiet. I mean, I just, the, there are so many things to drag the Kardashians for that I just choose to leave the kids out of it because the adults are such a fucking mess all by themselves. Yeah. You could drag for a thousand days and not run out of material. And so. a thousand more. <laughs> like, <laughs> so so like, I'm going to just leave it to them. I agree. <laughs> like, fuck. Anyway. um. Oh, I don't want to talk about this Bruno Mars scammer thing. What? Did you hear about that? Not clearly not. <laughs> oh God, it's sad. Oh well, okay. If if you really don't want to talk about, it, we don't have to. There's a 63 year old woman in Texas who uh, says that she <coughs> was scammed out of a hundred thousand dollars by someone who was pretending to be Bruno Mars on tour. What? Um, on tour? On Instagrams? Yeah, he was sending her pictures. Of Bruno Mars on tour, and you know, oh my god, was able to convince her to send a bunch of money, and um, apparently the two, oh the, okay, so it says that she sent like one check for ten thousand and another for ninety thousand. So the accounts that they went to, uh, the guys who owned those accounts were taken into custody and charged with money laundering. Um, and apparently turned on each other underneath the. Of course they did. Light. Of course they did, <laughs> so, as they were wont to do. Yes. And um, cops apparently believe that it's possibly a part of a larger ring of scammers that are, you know, working internationally. But that is sad. It really sucks. You know, like this lady's in her sixties, probably just fucking around with IG because, you know, <laughs> bored like the rest of us. Right. And then here's got to be some motherfuckers coming around and being manipulative and shit like that. And then pretending to be Bruno Mars of all goddamn people. Right. She probably just wanted somebody to chit with, chit chat with and stuff. And here y'all go ruining people's lives. Right. This, as if life doesn't already suck the big one. Right. And like, you can say, well, you know, Obviously, most rational adults would probably think Bruno Mars does not need my check for any amount of money. But you don't know. Right. Right. But you also don't know what people are going through. Exactly. And so hearing that this woman is 63, it's like not really elderly, elderly, but it is old enough to have probably like grown up fussing at your kids about being careful on the internet and then turn around and log on to Facebook and believe everything you see. Like it's very much mm-hmm. that age range. So yeah, I'm true. not satisfied. I'm, I'm not satisfied. I'm not surprised that it happened, but yeah, you're right. That is just sad. Some old one. Well, not old, like I said, but like some older. elder, older woman being scammed out of six fucking figures, but then also having the sense to be like, I'm gonna write you a personal check. Mm. <laughs> she knew she knew <laughs> she knew the US Treasury had her fucking back. Girl. <laughs> she said I'm not Boy, Western yes, Union and nothing. Mm-mm. Right. I'm taking this right on down to the BOA. 
Yeah. Y'all need well, to stop it out here. Yeah. Good playing. Um. Please don't. I probably was say, please don't stop the music. Can't stop this feeling. What is that song by this white man? What's uh, that song? Justin Timberlake. Yes. I think it is. Can't stop the feeling. Um. Well, he's issued an apology after getting his ass dragged <laughs> over this. this. <laughs> <laughs> this framing Britney Spears documentary that I think was done by the New York Times. Oh, damn. Um, so the documentary just kind of, you know, goes over Britney's career, early work, a lot of the ways that she was treated by the industry, by peers, a lot of stuff that led her to, you know, having some episodes like... Uh, the infamous umbrella at the paparazzi situation. Mm, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, well, Justin Timberlake comes into it because, you know, as many of you who were born know, before <laughs> 2005, <laughs> you probably knew that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake dated once upon a time, which was great for the word up community and the. <laughs> what was the other word? <laughs> <laughs> I do not recall. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? On beat? Beat? What was that fucking Tiger kids? beat? Oh no, Tiger beat is super old. I feel like it did have the word. I don't You got y'all bitches know what the fuck I'm talking about. This was great for, you know, the fanboy fangirl community of back, way back when. Yeah. Because they were both on Mickey Mouse Club and they're both big old pop stars and oh my God, they're dating. Yeah. So. I remember you know that. Days. <laughs> Led into a cry into the Crimea River era. Um Timberland produced song where Justin Timberlake literally hired someone to look like Britney Spears and walk around as he like played a phantom and berated her. I don't really remember. I haven't seen the video in a long time. But like yeah. I just remember him like gliding over water like Usher at some shit. <laughs> yep. Following this blind woman around her house. Exactly. Anyways. This blind woman or blonde woman? Can I just turn off the podcast and go home? You're fine. Um, so apparently they dug into moments uh, like him sort of in his team controlling or attempting to control this narrative uh, about Britney being, you know, a shameful whore who cheated on him and and she should be disgusted with her actions and you know like they literally yeah. had like a whole fuck britney spears campaign yeah that was the whole point of the video was to turn yeah. everybody against her um who was so, it was it that wade nigga wade Rose? yeah i yeah that same nigga who said uh who was part of that michael jackson documentary oh right okay but i think he choreographed for britney or I don't know if it was just Britney or if he did work with NSYNC. He worked with like a lot of pop. Yeah, stars I think he worked with a lot of the time. white pops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like this allegation was that he he was cheated on by Britney with uh with that guy. But yeah, they definitely did like a lot of in terms of the the PR and marketing department, <laughs> they yeah. did a lot of like, oh yeah, we're getting this bitch up out of here. Yeah, um that's true. So between that and ripping the lace off of Janet Jackson's titty back at Super Bowl in 2004 and let, like, he smooth moonwalked right up out of the light and left her black ass to fry. And I mean, 
fry. Like they dragged Penny's ass back and forth and forth and back <laughs> you did not have for to that titty <laughs> and then acted like he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, they did. You're right. So the girls wanted blood. And so this is what Justin had to say on Instagram live in his iOS press release. It reads, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns. I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments. Oh God, there's another page. (laughs) And in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually because I care for and respect these women. And I know I failed. Am I wrong? Or is there a problem in that with words? Um, I'm not entirely sure. What do you think the problem is? I'll circle back around to it. Okay. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involves deserve everyone involved deserves better, and most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. <sighs> Page two. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this because of my ignorance. I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life. But I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. That's for damn sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Editors know. I know this is... (laughs) (laughs) i know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past i want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this as well as be part of a world that uplifts and supports i care deeply about the well-being of the people i love and have loved i can do better and i will do better i'm finished okay thank god i mean thoughts uh, (laughs) i Honestly, zoned out a couple of times. Um, But from what I heard, it's a very technically good apology that I don't care about because it absolutely sounds like it did not come from the heart. Like you are saying this because you feel like you have to or you're supposed to. And somebody is tweaking the language to make sure you say the things you definitely need to say. But I just don't feel that it's very sincere. Where were the individual apologies to Britney Spears and Janet (laughs) Jackson? Other than the, I specifically want to say Brittany and Janet, like he made it very general other than that one line. So like I said, it's more like a... You didn't talk about shit that had to do with either black ass... There were no specifics white either ass. one of the situations. <laughs> like, neither. It was just, like I said, it was like a PR professional and a lawyer went through it and made sure you said the things you absolutely had to say in the ways that incriminated you the I least. I mean, yeah, that's a given. That's why I'm like, but it's like, not super sincere. Like, I'm not I'm not excited about this because I can tell that a highly paid team of professionals crafted this and not actually Justin Timberlake really being remorseful for the shit he did. Yeah. So. Well, hard eyes to Britney and to Janet hope the um, Panera Bread is treating y'all as well as a Panera Bread can. Have you seen the Britney documentary? I meant to watch it, but I haven't had time. No, I haven't watched it at all yet. But after reading about this, I was like, oh, the girls are going there! So I have to like, yeah, let's see it. actually catch up and watch it. And- I know all the white bloggers of the early 2000s are like falling over themselves to apologize for the way they treated her now. And it's like, but people told y'all then that the way y'all was treating her was fucked up. 
but not nearly as much as now. But not not as true. much as now, but like Perez Hilton, girl. Oh well, yeah, everybody. Girl, <laughs> well, that's because that man is just a scumbag. But like he's like, over here trying to apologize to Britney now, and it's like, but people were literally. It would be different if you weren't Perez Hilton driving the information, driving the traffic about this woman, and not just you, but definitely you, a significant portion, like. You were not without criticism. People made it very clear that the way you were treating Britney Spears was misogynistic and fucked up. And you chose to do it anyway because it made you a fuck ton of money. Right. Which is like, in a case like that, I can understand being like, why say anything? Especially since you have done that millions of times before. Oh my God, I would never. And here is... This one tear that I squeezed out of my fucking brain. (laughs) So, yeah. mm, I mean, I'm not against anybody like growing and doing better and apologizing for their past shit. But like when you were such a major player in a fucked up situation, you have to take more accountability than the rest of the people. Like some journalist was like, to be honest, I only wrote those things about Britney Spears because y'all kept clicking the story. Like, well, bitch. Do you not understand that people click the story because you wrote it? You you act like <laughs> you act like the people just click these random stories that were gener- generated by no one, just products of the universe. Like you wrote it and you did it for a check and you can just acknowledge that. Uh okay. Um I didn't realize how exhausting all of these pieces were. How many do I have left? I bet they're not depressing. They're just dumb. Okay, let's um, laugh then. I would love to laugh at these niggas. Do you want to laugh at Meek Mill or... Uh, <laughs> I'm already laughing at Meek Mill. <laughs> what is it this time? So him and um, White Riley Freeman, the... <laughs> you know, the, no. the little boy... Who is the, that? Um, Takashi 6 9 Oh my God, I thought you was going to say G. They hate each other. For what? (laughs) He's more of like a... What was the name of that guy uh, from Boy Meets World? Was it Harvey or Harley? Do you remember the fucking... The, like, bully from the first couple of seasons of Boy Meets World who always wore a leather jacket and he looked like a greaser or something? Yeah, I think it was Harley and Frankie. (laughs) Yeah, that's what G's he gives me. Harley from Boy Meets World. Okay, I don't actually know what he looks like, but... All right. Uh, <laughs> fair enough, bro. So, yes, these two hate each other, wow. uh, Meek Mill and Pennywise. And they <laughs> were in Atlanta this weekend, because, of course, that's where the bag at, nigga, where the bag at. Um, Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm so tired. Like, I don't know, like, I just... Okay, friend. Okay. How are we... St- okay. Uh, so for whatever reason, they were in the same place at the same time. They hate each other's guts. They started shouting at each other via their uh, mobile devices and recording, calling one another rats and bitches and pussies and frauds no and, way. and oh my cap. God. What? And, <laughs> all of, and if it's up, it's stuck and whatever else. So <sighs> literally nothing happened besides shoving and hollering and my god like this young man's voice is like someone taking a machete to a chalkboard yeah okay i just can't the sindel of rap 
Like, can you just <laughs> quiet down? <coughs> no, um, actually, just to piss you off. I don't even know what the fuck they're fighting over. I know that they've gone back and forth about who's rat and who's snitch and taunt each other or and do whatever the fuck. What? And all this other shit. I just don't even know. Like, how are y'all finding time for this in a pan's labyrinth? I mean, didn't because- we... What? Didn't we literally just watch one of them <laughs> tell on every fucking body in order to serve, like, six months in prison and then go free? Didn't we just watch that happen? Yes, but Meek Mill's being accused... By Pennywise's side of, of um, affiliating with cops. Oh my god, nigga! You she literally have money. You literally snitched <laughs> to like the fucking away. federal. <laughs> you literally told the fucking feds. Like, if that's not aligning with cops, then what is? Get the fuck out of here! Like, I don't, I don't understand how. Like, you were legit in the court with that. It's Caduzzi. French braided down the back. <laughs> like, of your I'm head. not doing that with you. I'm not doing that with you with your hair looking like that. I just don't understand how Meek Miller let himself get riled up by this little boy. I would have absolutely ignored that. I don't have no time. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Some little white snitch. What the fuck is you going to say about me? I mean, in fairness, in the video, he was far more calm than um, the other one was, Meek. And he also claims that. 6ix9ine was waiting for him outside of whatever club that he was at so that he could, like, start an altercation and hopefully get um, Meek arrested. Mm. That was his claim. And so, you know, now whatever memes and and all that goddamn shit, like, there was actually a UFC fight to watch this past weekend if you wanted to see Nick's fight. Absolutely but, not. Absolutely not. But now that you say funny. all that, <laughs> I would not be surprised. If the feds have him doing this shit, trying to take other niggas down. Mm. I'm just saying, you never know. And I don't put it past no white boy. So I wouldn't be surprised if what Meek said was true and that nigga was just the white nigga with the Skittles hair. If he wasn't just trying to start shit for the sake of starting shit and taking another black man down. Because that's what he does. Like Kim Possible, but bad. This is the most hotep I can possibly get. So y'all better take that shit. Bad and ugly. I'm just saying, I would not be surprised if that was the fucking case. Uh, once again, Meek Mill, you need to leave this little boy alone. Just literally ignore whatever he says or does. I feel like that's what everyone should do. You know, it's like, if you keep feeding it, it's never going to leave. Right. And I can understand acknowledging it maybe once, perhaps twice, but mm. with with drama that, like, thrives via the internet because you can't tell me that this would be a thing without social media like it just Mm. dies out a lot faster because it doesn't have however many thousands or millions of fans randomly keeping it alive all the time so it's just a choice that some adults could choose to make if they would like to i know i understand you probably won't and that's why the shade room will never go out of business but (laughs) you could and that would also be okay um, Gorilla Glue Girl has apparently, um, <laughs> oh Lord. she has apparently removed the superpowered uh, adhesive from her dome via plastic, sorry, celebrity plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills just last week. Mm. Yeah. Um, Good. so 
40-year-old Tessica, who you introduced me to so lovingly last week. That still blows my mind that you had not heard the details of this. Oh, I've been watching anime and drag race (laughs) and chasing my dog. I have been studying and watching drag race and nothing else. So So who's your favorites of the season? You know, I actually can't. Why is it Simone? So the thing is. It is Simone. However, I don't understand why all the black girls are wearing wearing color contacts. And it's deeply, <laughs> it's really deeply distressing to my spirit. It's really because all the black girls, all the black girls are wearing color contacts in their drag personas. And it's really upsetting me. I want to love Simone so bad, and I do, but like I really need sis to just keep them contacts out just one time so I can stand the way that I'm designed to do. I want to. I literally love them so much, but why are y'all doing that to me? My heart is out. Oh, I can't. I'm not going to spoil any. I've already lost two that I really like. Yeah. The people you're mentioning. Yeah. Um, I really love Simone and Utica and Olivia and Tanisha. Utica is so festive and fun. She reminds I me of the white Utica. gays. She reminds me of the white gays in Oklahoma <laughs> who were like actually, that. but it was like the handful of white gays who were actually dedicated to like being anti-racist and figuring out how racism like really impacts them. It was the, you know, the white gays who was looking at everybody on a more equal plane and not just the white gays who wanted to get married and that was it. So made their prom yes. dress. It was the best prom dress <laughs> at in period. school. Utica reminds <laughs> yeah. me of the yes, the white the white dykes that I was friends with. And I'm not I mad at that. I mean, like Utica is very fun and and different and still super talented and all that. I'm really enjoying this season, but it yeah. bothers me down to the <laughs> the pits of my spirit. That every black girl, including the Afro-Latina, every black girl is wearing color contacts. Speaking of which, let's get back to Tessica Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Another black girl wearing color contacts. Distressing my spirit. It's the only thing I care about. And it's the one thing y'all won't let go. So she apparently ran up a decent uh, bag for from her GoFundMe to get the glue out of her head. Um, again, in case you missed it, Tesca is a grown woman that replaced hairspray she ran out of with Gorilla Glue. We're talking about bad, like, Gorilla Glue. Like, for carpentry. Yeah. <laughs> for the heavy-duty spray adhesive. <laughs> yes. To rebuild the vase that your dog or your your baby knocked yes, over. For connecting your bed frame. That gorilla glue. Um, well, she had it removed. Apparently the surgery uh typically cost twelve thousand five hundred dollars from this particular Sir John. But after hearing about <laughs> Jessica's story, apparently the surgeon decided to do it for free. Look Amen. at God. Good for and her. Viral marketing. Um, Tessica apparently now also has an agent, so you can be prepared <laughs> for. <laughs> yes! 
America is working as it should. <laughs> Gorilla Glue masks, Gorilla Glue gloves, Gorilla Girl, the movie on Netflix. Yes. Like, it's all coming to, you know, Definitely a block is. near you. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's also a story of uh, a young lady on TikTok who, quote unquote, accidentally put Gorilla Glue in her hair. Leave me alone. Long after the Gorilla Glue thing happened. No, thank you. (sighs) All with the, you know, the obligatory trip to the emergency room. I don't have time for that. Tears or whatever. And, of course, this TikTok user is being uh, accused of doing the shit on purpose. Yeah. So that she, too, may have a... An agent and Mm-mm. free plastic surgery or whatever. Like it's like you st- you still have gorilla glue in your hair. Like that's <laughs> here. <laughs> I need like that you, to, st- you need to understand that. <laughs> like I almost want to ask Tessica or or have <laughs> or have this young child, this young TikTok person. I would almost rather have her go to Tessica and say. Was it worth it, sis? Would you do it all over again? Mm-hmm. Because I feel <laughs> relatively confident. Yeah. I feel pretty certain that Tessica would say no. Absolutely not. It was not worth Maybe it. Maybe she wouldn't. Who the hell knows? I don't know Tessica. I don't think so. I think she's probably pretty disturbed by the sheer number of people commenting on her situation and talking crazy about her. Which is understandable, and it's not something you can ever really get until you go viral yourself. But mm. so I think she would say, you know, in terms of like not being able to fight everybody talking shit about me online, no, it's not worth it. But also, Tessica got the incredible good fortune of like getting this removed for free and getting an mm. agent and all that because she was the first one to put Gorilla Glue in her hair and bring it to our <laughs> attention. The rest of you hoes are just copycats. And I don't care what you Gorilla Glue to yourself. It will never be the same because she was the first. So you might as well not. Right. You might as well not even do it to yourself. Tessica and Gorilla Glue, that will be synonymous in so many people's minds for the rest of their lives. You hoes cannot compare where you cannot compete. Don't do it. I just. I hope y'all are okay. No, they're definitely not. And honestly, nobody is okay. Get us out of here. <laughs> Give us the fucking vaccine. We are losing our minds. See, the reason that we enjoyed the Gorilla Glue story and that it was able to nab her an agent and the, <laughs> probably a book deal and, <laughs> you know, of course, hair products. The reason is because I think most of us genuinely believe that this woman thought it would be a fair idea yeah. to substitute hairspray mm-hmm. or gel with Gorilla Glue. She did not thoroughly read the label. She did not do that. Yeah. Mm-mm. She thought she was going to come home and wash it out like any other hair glue. Yeah. And that was just not the case. So, again, the rest of you... You can't tell me that you're not doing this because of Tessica. And I'm just not interested. Stop it. We were confused as to how Tessica did it. Right. We wanted to know what she was thinking. Mm -hmm. One person 
One person in my lifetime, as far as I know, making this mistake, fine. But not more than one. (laughs) (laughs) Not more than one. Right. And not after the one that did has goddamn, like... 7,500 goddamn thousand fucking million followers. <laughs> she does have a lot. I think she's probably almost at a, fil- at a million by now on Instagram at this point. So, yeah. One one person is a case study. Yes. <laughs> the rest exactly. of you. Yes. <laughs> the rest of you we're going to automatically file as copycats. So, just think twice before you end up with an ER bill that you actually have to pay for. That you must. Because nobody's enamored for. with your story at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you gorilla glued a bunch of Christmas ornaments to your nipples. They're not going to care. And you're going to have to pay for that. Yeah. So, so figure it out. Oh, God. <laughs> Figure it out. You know what? That's it. We're done. That's going to be. <laughs> okay. All right. There could be more, but I'm just like, I... what? And that's fine. Okay. So that's it for Hot Topics. Let's take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my (laughs) own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use uh, because, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay folks we're back and it is time for your listener letters it sure is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show let's dive right into it who do i want to start with this week there are some festive letters this week friend 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's start with Amber, who has a classic dilemma. Oh, God. <clears throat> Amber says, I've been dating a man for over four months, and it's been going great so far. However, but, mm-hmm. he's only been to my place. I've never been to his. Mm-hmm. He says mm-hmm. he lives about 45 minutes outside of Atlanta while I live in Midtown. He's told me multiple times that he has no problems come to my house, so I haven't pressed the issue until recently when another friend of mine brought up the fact that I haven't seen how my man lives and how that ought to bother me because he could be hiding something. You always got the one, friend. <laughs> I did mention to Bay that I would like to see his place and that I don't mind driving out to him, but he replied with, we'll see. <laughs> <clears throat> I brought that info back to my friend and he told me I should drop this nigga. He said, it don't make no sense for a man to have complete access to my home and my body every weekend while I know nothing about where he lives. <laughs> I got to say that makes a lot of sense, but mm-hmm. Bay hasn't given me any reason to question why he doesn't want me driving to his place. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think I should give him an ultimatum and demand to see his home or should I let it go? Really appreciate any advice you may have. Thanks, Amber. (laughs) Honestly, I love it. It's great because you and your friend are both right. Yes. Um. Wow, we'll see. That was such an event. That's exactly where that nigga lost us. (laughs) But we'll see. Honestly, Am, I you might be better off never going to that nigga's house. <laughs> There's something at his house you don't know about or don't want to see, or both. I feel like it's another family yep, or tetanus. I, you know, baby mama is the bare minimum of what is at this house. It could be I'm her also baby thinking, mama and her mama. I'm also thinking tetanus, possibly uh, asbestos. Um, and undoubtedly, like a week old Domino's pizza, like somewhere Sister. smack dab yep. in the middle of the living area. So, this nigga is either doing some scandalous shit with someone else that is maybe centered at wherever it is that he's living. Um, he's maybe lied to you about his living situation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lives with his, you know, great aunt Pat or whatever. Um, or it just looks like fucking, you know, 28 days later in there. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, dripping with Something just all kinds wrong. of Something gross. Something is wrong, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, if like, everything was right, he would not have said, we'll see. Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what the fuck does that what mean? What the fuck does that mean? Why can't we see this weekend? Right, what's... Mm. Why should you be allowed... <laughs> complete access to my home and my space and my body while I have no idea where you live. The thing is, your friend may have seemed like a hater at first, but Mm. when that nigga said, we'll see, that friend said, I told your ass. I told Mm. your black ass. Because we'll see is a giant warning sign. Like, that's a major red flag to me. How many minutes outside of Atlanta (laughs) did you say you live? 45. Which, I mean, all things considered, not that far when you live in a state where people have like extended metro areas, 45 minutes is not that right. bad. Right. 
yeah. for four months to never ever have come across where he stay at and you're calling the nigga bae like if this was like a cute little quarantine situation where y'all have fun and you know do your thing and you know not really many strings attached or expectations then who the fuck cares like i said again you can go over to that nigga's house and come back with leprosy or something so <laughs> i mean that's true it could be literally anything but yeah, I think if you really like this man, which it seems like you do, then I would just bring it up again and be like, and just kind of, I mean, I don't know. I guess you would technically technically be pressing the issue, but I don't think it's like you pressing him like you being annoying. I just think it's you being like, I need an, a real answer to this question. Yeah. Because if you see a, if you see y'all as being more than just, you know, sexual experiences for each other during the pandemic if you are literally anything more than that if you are considering this man in a romantic sense then you deserve to know the truth about his living situation the same way he knows the truth about yours i agree and if he's lying to you then you can make your decision based off that new information whatever it may be if you choose to but at least then you know right have you never seen like anything of the nigga at home has he never like posted a video of himself at the house doing literally anything playing 2k eating mm-hmm. nachos whatever the fuck straight no, niggas doing home because niggas always post themselves with other people in different environments so they mm. might be at their grandma house they might be at their daddy house they might be at their mutual baby mama house you really never know i think honestly all jokes aside like crystal was saying for like again if this is something that you really trying to invest in emotionally or otherwise then yeah i think you would want to get answers to it because it doesn't sound right if you feel like you have any reason to feel like he may be up to some scandalous shit then i feel like honestly you again may not need to make the 45 minute journey over to where the fuck that nigga's at anyway because you're probably just going to buck up into something that you don't want to see and then end it and now you don't waste your gas and time and energy and mm. mileage and all that other shit when you could honestly just be like mm, smoke usually leads to fire so let me just go ahead and mm. you know exit stage left however if he truly has ne- not given you any reason to feel like he's a scamming ass scumbag or a, a three-headed dog or whatever like you know, it could be anything. You know, maybe he doesn't want you to give his sugar mama COVID. Or mm, maybe... Okay. Uh, <laughs> that is true. It is likely and not impossible. <laughs> you know, my initial thought was like, the will see made me think that either he's got a living situation that he doesn't want you to know about because you will probably not be a fan of it and break up with him or whatever. Or his living space is just something that he's, you know, embarrassed by or whatever, which could be numerous. It might not even just be because it's messy, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think that, again, I would try to pick up maybe some subtle little clues here, if not ask directly, why the fuck do you not want to come to your house? And that is okay to say. Just want you to know. That is completely fine to say. Why is it that I can go to your house and, you know, then take the answer from there? And again, what matters here is your response to that. But that's also very personal. It also matters that you have all the information you need to make the choice that you can make. 
Because yes. niggas love to withhold information and kind of force yes. you into a choice. And then you <laughs> find out everything and they like, well, how dare you be mad? Well, goddamn, yes. Yeah, so, now, <laughs> so now you talking like you want to leave? Yes, nigga, because you fucking lied to me. So, right. <laughs> so find out now before four months turns into 40 months and now you are obsessed. So Right. Right. And, you know, maybe have children. Right. And ready to do something crazy behind this nigga. It's never worth that. So. Yeah. Our next letter comes from, mm, let's see. Let's do a letter from Candy. Candy says, my husband and I are very excited to be expecting our first child. We were at the point where we were ready to start telling people and we plan to tell my parents over the weekend. I told my sister first and made her promise to keep it a secret so I could surprise my parents. No, she didn't. It's not what you think. Okay, good. My sister is really happy for me, but then she told me about how she was just talking to my mom and my mom was talking about how big I had gotten and that she wanted to have an intervention with me about my weight. What? I could not believe this. (laughs) What? My mom has been saying things like this for my whole life, but I thought since I was grown, she would chill out, but I guess not. When I last saw her and my grandmother a couple of weeks ago, my grandmother asked me if I planned on getting any bigger. I just shrugged it off. But now that I know they are plotting an intervention, it's bringing back these childhood memories of all the fat shaming I have endured. It also makes me not want to share in my special news with the two of them. How can I respectfully tell them that talking about my weight is not okay? Or do y'all think I'm just hormonal and maybe overreacting? Please help. Love, Candy. First of all, (laughs) girl... I waited for this to wrap up so I could simply say how <laughs> aggravating it is when elders or whoever the fuck in your family says, you plan on getting any bigger? Yeah, girl, I'm going for Guinness. Like, I'm I'm trying to break a world record out here. Yep, won't stop till I make, like, like what are you, what, right. why do they, like, word it like that? To Just come on out and be like, you're fat and it makes me uncomfortable right. because fat is, is is bad. No, but making you feel bad for your body makes them feel better. <laughs> they don't want to have any other conversation. I don't know why people act like that. I hate that shit. I hate it. Like, I hate that question so fucking much. Just say what the goddamn it is you meant, Granny. Fuck. And she Damn has it. mentioned that she has her family is Caribbean, so she was like, "It's no a shock there. It's a spe- I mean, I just want you to know, Black American families do that as well. But she yes. made sure to say that it is especially prevalent amongst Caribbean people, and every friend I have from the islands will back that up. Don't I'm let sure you gain that- no weight, child. <laughs> I'm sure that our African listeners will say, same here, girl. (laughs) Like, I feel like... The whole diaspora. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Like, I honestly feel like this is just common across the board for us. Um, Sweetheart, never had pregnancy hormones. um, Unlucky me. But I want (laughs) to guess, without being a scientist or, you know, being able to do basic times tables these days, (laughs) I don't even know... (laughs) Don't, don't ask how. me nothing complicated. Like, I have a job. Yeah, yeah really. 12 times um, 7, leave me alone. I still feel very confident in saying that this isn't you being hormonal. I think that your family being toxic um, and like sneaky and 
abusive about your weight or the way that they approach you about it isn't just, oh my gosh, my my hormonal pregnant fifis. Like, nah, they can actually chill the fuck out. Um they can. and an intervention, like what? Nobody anyhow. So what now? Are they supposed to be like, oh, is she pregnant? Right. And and will you be I mean, so maybe the fact that you're pregnant makes them chill out a little bit, but the fact that they are right. So first of all, no, they're probably going to get even crazier about Mm -hmm. your weight. And then this time mask it in fake concern for the baby. Right. All the while, if they were really worried about your baby, they would be worried about making sure that you are under as little stress as possible because pregnancy is fucking crazy. So they would not be trying to stress you out by judging you for things like gaining weight which is normal no matter what, but especially in a pandemic and especially when one is pregnant during a pandemic. So I don't like, (laughs) you know, that they'll just be like insert celebrity here was pregnant and you know, they use their multi-million dollar lifestyle to be able to do, you know, mountain climbers and, and jumping squats while they were uh, 13 months pregnant so get your fat ass up and stop making excuses I really don't like care. you know that they will still find some way to be abusive and bully you about it any the fuck way right so if so my thing is i'm i'm fine with approaching the conversation with a certain level of respect yeah. and like deference to your elders because i know how our communities are however right. When they step out of line and repeatedly step out of line and disrespect you and act like they can't truly listen to and respect what you are saying as an adult who is married and expecting a damn baby. When it gets to that point where they act like you don't know what you're talking about simply because you are their descendant, I think that's when it's fine to be like, no, hold on, sister. (laughs) You know, a certain amount of this I can take. However, I'm not talking to you about something that can be debated. I'm talking right. to you about my feelings and the way you, my mother, and you, my grandmother, are making me feel while I'm trying to bring life into this world. And if you don't care about that above everything else, then what conversation do we really need to have? I can fully yep. understand why you don't want to share your news with them. Because it's going to be a mixture of, oh, my God, we're so happy for you. And a mixture of we feel like we can police you even more now because you are expecting a baby. So, right. I I get that. And so I would approach it respectfully, as respectfully as I possibly could from the very beginning with a hard line of what you niggas is not going to do. Yes. Because what you're not going to do is treat my baby the way you treated me. That's what you're not going to do. And I'm about to prove that to you right now while I'm growing this nigga. I <laughs> like I I just want to say again that a lot of these conversations with our parents and and other members of our family especially the ones that came before us don't have to be as loud and vulgar as our two black asses on this podcast. Yeah, no. You know, like, they don't have to do we, that. <laughs> we don't expect and will not advise you to go over to your mama or your granny and be like, "Look, bitch, what the fuck you're <laughs> like, you, don't to, usually, you don't have to bulldoze the ass. Right. That's true. <laughs> that's a fact as well. Deser- sometimes your, 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 your mama be deserving that shit. But <laughs> that is also true. But, but yes, I totally part. agree. 
you can have conversations with your family and approach it from a place of respect. Like, but like Crystal said, also draw a hard line of like, this is what you're not going to do. This is the way, this is how you are not going to treat me. And furthermore, we're going to break this cycle right now before my baby gets here. Right. And y'all feel like y'all can play that game and, you know, put all of that that on darkness child, and stuff on right. my child as well. We're not gonna. You're great. Everyone feel good. Body and <laughs> right. all that. That's not my child's business. Anyone need a keynote? Because I can, I can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can mock something up if you guys need like a, a presentation. Yeah. So, oh yeah. That really ain't no problem. I love that, especially because it establishes for people who may not have seen it before that you are really an adult now. You are yes. really an independent being. You have your own husband. You have chosen to create a family with. You're about to be a mother. And so you can have this love and respect for your elders that most of us have. And you can also draw lines in the sand because you know that some shit was fucked up and you don't want to pass it on. Yes. That's that. And they are <laughs> supposed to have some resistance to that because how dare you buck the norm of the family? But right. And if you're blessed to have your own place outside of them, you also can fully get up in the middle of some toxic shit or some triggering yep. shit and say, and be like, talk you know to what? you girls later. <laughs> <laughs> For the protection of my goddamn peace. Yep. Ciao. I'm actually going <laughs> like, to be out of here, girls. Talk to yep. you later. Eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> You can fully peel off when shit is starting to go left as well, because that's not all the way disrespectful, especially if they're coming at you for just some really damaging, destructive, unnecessary shit. And yeah, it is, again, a lot of the time a cycle that someone needs to just be like, oh, yeah, no, (laughs) we're not doing this. We're not doing this with me and we're not doing this with my family. Any the fuck more. Yeah. That's very real. And I also, before we moved on um, to the last letter, I wanted to bring up the um, letter from last week about the girl whose friend was getting married and she had exhausted all her Mm -hmm. holiday time. And we mentioned that we did not know the difference between the Nigerian and the UK passport. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the thousands of you who let me know that... um, It has very little to do with anything other than being able to travel without spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on visas. Uh, (laughs) I had no idea, but, um, well, I mean, I had some idea, but I just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, I didn't think about it. United States and UK passports apparently will let you into a lot more countries for free or with very Mm. little hassle than a passport from an African country, which once you think about it for three seconds makes sense, right? Because (laughs) of course, because you niggas are racist as fuck. So um, yes, my bad for not considering that. So, you know, if traveling is important to that young lady, then I, you know, you make your decision based off that, but it doesn't really change my advice, but thank y'all for letting me know uh, what it meant. Cause I was not even thinking about that. So For our last letter, should we pick a gay nigga, a bisexual nigga, or a woman dealing with her baby daddy? A straight woman dealing with her baby daddy. I would like to hear from the bisexual nigga. Okay. The bisexual nigga says, my name is Donovan, and I am a 22-year-old bisexual male, and I am not explicitly out to my family. I haven't been in a relationship since middle school, which I can barely even count, to be honest. 
And I can tell that my family, especially my mother, is very conflicted with this. Right. Don't don't get me to talking about my relationships in middle school. My God (laughs) in heaven. You never heard of such a hot mess. You never heard of one. You never heard of it, friend. I don't even want to go there. Anyway, Donovan writes, I loathe the who is your girlfriend questions that I constantly get from my family and friends. I used to think I was asexual, but now I think I just don't want to be in a relationship while I'm trying to get my life off the ground. Work. At an age where everybody is getting in and out of relationships with everybody else, I'm sitting on the sideline (laughs) learning from other people's situations. (laughs) Not him reading literally all y'all asses after that (laughs) was I said, that was entirely too easy. You did that in one (laughs) sentence. Literally got all your peers together. (laughs) Wow. You could have just said, this read goes out (laughs) to the class of 2003. (laughs) Or whatever. You could have just did that. All right. Wow. Um, Anyway, Donovan continues. My mother had me at a young age. My parents have never been together during my life. And my dad has many children spread around the country. I feel that these things may have had some kind of influence on me. I'm also afraid that coming out would frame my lack of a relationship as a cop out for being bisexual when that is absolutely not the case. Mm, That's fair. If I eventually get in a relationship or come out only to still feel weird and uncomfortable, I don't think I would be able to say it was worth it. Will this feeling of being different from everyone else around me ever go away? Please help. Thanks, Donovan. Donovan is 22, 22, right? Right. What what a precious angel. (laughs) But such a a queer 22 issue. What a tender baby. I love it. Yeah, yeah, Donovan, I feel like... I feel like a part of the, like, nucleus of the LGBTQ... All of the other units, (laughs) like one of the center parts of the experience is sort of uh, choosing your family and building a community of people that respect you for who you are and accept you for who you are and, you know, treat you like a human being that deserves rights and respects unless you're, you know, deplorable. Um, And so... I will I would say that yes, you will have people um in your life that don't put you in this sort of, of conflict. I totally felt um what Donovan said about the cop out mm-hmm. of oh well because such and such and such. Yeah. Because you know that is where they will go with it. Um and it's so ridiculous and unfair. But I think as time goes on and you know you learn more about yourself and meet more people and sort of build more of a confidence in yourself as in an adult which it totally makes sense for a 22 year old to not have yet (laughs) um then you'll sort of look back on these sort of things um with a different lens and you also don't need to come out until you're the fuck ready to so you yeah. know, when it's time or when you feel like it's time, then it is. But <laughs> the uh, like this is is usually uh, a temporary issue, especially if you um, I say I would say especially depending on how you sort of treat it or go about it. Um, 
but yeah, I totally understand where Donovan is coming from. And same, sadly. The, <laughs> the other thought I have is how many of the people in the community will then look at Donovan and be like, bisexual? Really, girl? Oh, you know you're what's going to happen from everybody. Oh, from everybody. <laughs> Which just bores me to literal tears. I just don't understand how y'all bitches can live your whole fucking life liking the same sex or whatever the fuck and looking at people who are not you tell you to your damn face that it doesn't make sense and who you are isn't real and it's of the devil and you know like making all of these rules and parameters to how your fucking sexuality works (laughs) and telling these idiots to their faces bitch mind your goddamn business (laughs) and like give me my rights you don't know what the fuck you're talking about I don't know how you can live that life and then someone who's basically saying the same thing to you you then turn around and be like, nah, girl, that's not what that is. That's not real. I'm here to tell you, as a person that's not you, that you, what you're saying is bullshit, and it's a lie, and it will start by the greeting card companies or whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, there's that whole other bisexual plight um, that I find annoying as a fully homosexual individual. Yeah. Um. So... I would just, again, say you kind of go through peeling back layers and living your life and trying to be safe and have fun and, you know, eventually landing in a group of people, even if it is a solid two or three, because, bitch, there ain't nothing the fuck wrong with that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Even if it is a teensy, tiny group. Okay. Falling into that situation where you feel like, yes, I feel like I belong. I kind of have a solid support system, et cetera, et cetera. But the difficulty of finding that shit at home is real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's not always the right time to have to deal with a whole bunch of bullshit that you know you'll you'll be dealing with when you discuss your sexuality or gender identity with your family. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. I I completely agree. I think the thing to know is that you may always feel different from your family in some way, but it is also very probable, especially as more time passes, that y'all will come to a place of mutual understanding about it. Yes. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean like a a positive understanding it could be that your parents know what's up and you know what's up and neither one of y'all are able to tolerate the other one's attitudes about it so you have to spend your time with your chosen family it could be a completely neutral situation where it's like a don't ask don't tell which is you know controversial on its own anyway you know Mm -hmm. it could or it could be great and they just i mean i hate to say that that is rarely the way it goes because I don't have the statistics on that, but it just feels right. like most of us have some sort of controversy with our parents around coming out, at least initially. And then as time mm-hmm. goes on, they slowly start to act like they was always cool with it. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because this was caused for me going to hell and being disowned like eight years ago. So what? Yeah, feels what like shifted? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like perhaps you have forgotten. Yeah. However, I like, still remember. It's like, you know, shout out to the parents who actually, you know, may have done a little bit of reading or listening and maybe have changed their opinion and stuff like that over 
you know, the course of whatever their kid's lifetime. But <laughs> many of them will, you know, yeah. scoop right around to you in another 10, 15 years and be like, so girl, I went down to the Target. I bought all of the Pride <laughs> Month products. We're in this together. Well, what time's the parade? Oh, we are you, me and you are together? Since when did that happen? <laughs> right. Your mama be trying to be your wingman and shit down at the goddamn gay pride. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it could go that way, but regardless of how they react initially or later down the line, you deserve to live fully as yourself. And although coming out has been like really bizarre for me in my life more than anything else, it's just been a really weird process. Um, And, you know, uncomfortable quite a bit. And there have been a lot of moments of like, severe drama or whatever I still would not take it back because fuck (laughs) y'all well honestly I still would not take it back because fuck y'all and if you have a problem with me because I'm not exclusively heterosexual I truly like down deep to the bottom of my heart do not give a fuck and you can go fuck yourself what are you supposed to do with that (laughs) right like what am I I literally don't care how you feel about that this is my life it has nothing to do with you (laughs) Mm-hmm. so suck my dick like i don't care and as a girl 33 year old i can tell you <laughs> that 22 23 year old me did not feel that way i wasn't like incredibly insecure about my sexuality and like all uncomfortable hell no oh, yeah, down no. to club boy with the rest of the gays in miami <laughs> but i wasn't like i don't think that i fully could just pump down the block with an any one of y'all can suck my dick attitude about this and anything right. else that's going on with me. Um, yeah. So yeah, give yourself time and don't rush yourself into any sort of a CW plot. Like, do your thing. <laughs> At 22, I was definitely like a closeted mess for the most part. So a mm. lot has happened over the past 16 years. And I praise God for that because I was just a mess. <laughs> I you could not pay me to go back to any age that started with a two. <laughs> I, I'm not interested. You could not do it, or a one for that matter. <laughs> you could and to not be, pay me to go back. <laughs> and to be Frank Mitchell about it, these early thirties ain't too much of a breezy, the bitch. So yeah, you also could not pay me to go back to thirty through thirty five. So. <laughs> so just keep I'm that just, shit in mind, girls. Because like when you're when you're like late teens, early twenties, you're totally conditioned to be like, figure out what your life is now yep. and the full meaning of yep. your existence, or you are pointless yep. and a waste of space and exactly. matter. <laughs> and and it's said to you by people like Mitch McConnell and all these other motherfucking <laughs> old ass fossils yep. that don't know or care anything the fuck about anything. And that's the gagger to me about like the TikTok generation. So many of these 16 and 17 year old babies are logging onto TikTok and their tone, their facial expressions, everything about it looks like a high school teacher. Like they are literally getting on TikTok and educating adults over dumb shit that they should already know. And they absolutely sound like librarians. Like the kid, what are they supposed to think? Like they left out here to feel like they they have to know everything with no resources to get anything that makes any sense. Right. I feel for the TikTok generation because they are more aware than the youth of my generation, the millennials were at the turn of the century. They are a lot more aware of the bullshit of adults. And so 
I love when y'all get on TikTok and educate each other about the basics that like, you know, stun the whole world into something new. So I really do love that. But also y'all are the most anxious motherfuckers of all time. That's true too. And right. And I can't imagine trying to balance the both of those. Like it was bad enough for me 20 years ago. So I do not know how you kids are handling it now. And, you know, God bless you because you out here doing the work that your parents were perhaps never brave enough or free enough to do but yeah yeah it's just a lot but i just fully believe like no matter what you deserve to be yourself and if somebody has an issue with it then that somebody can truly kiss your ass and it very likely will get better and way more fun as time goes on yeah and even if it doesn't like it's very difficult to just cut your parents off i can talk like this now because i'm old as shit but (laughs) you know for a long time i tolerated ridiculous circumstances because i was still stuck in that parent-child dynamic of my childhood Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying to walk up to them tomorrow and be a completely different person but the first step is acknowledging that like it may it breaks my heart to to read that you feel like if you come out and things are still weird or if the vibe doesn't change, then that means it wasn't worth it. Like, yeah, that really breaks my heart because it's always worth it to be you and people who want you to deny yourself for their own comfort. Don't love you for you. They have whatever issues they have and that's (laughs) not your problem. So, and they have whatever issues they have. (laughs) And it's not because of you. Exactly. Their issues are not because of you. Those were present way before you were ever even thought of. And they have nothing to do with who you who you are as a human being. It's just unfortunate that you have to interact with that person's fucked upness because that's not your fault. Much like mama who, you know, has a whole maternal intervention waiting for her somewhere while she's pregnant. Because she gained weight. Right. Like those her mama and grandma have issues (laughs) that they probably don't even consider issues that would lead them to berate their fucking child about her weight, whether or not she's pregnant. So yeah, it's, it's not you kid. It's (laughs) not. If you don't get nothing else from us, understand that. Right. Yeah. The, the failures of the adults around you are on the adults around you. And so best of luck to you and everybody else struggling with something similar. Let's wrap up the questions right there. Again, send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. 
When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. We have returned and it is now time for the read. It is. I will let you start us off. I get my life together. Okay. Well, I don't really have a read to, unfortunately, you're not going to have a lot of time to get your life together. <laughs> because <Great>. um, <clears throat> the thing about it is I was thinking about things to talk about this week. And obviously the fact that Donald Trump was acquitted is a, is a major story. And mm-hmm. there's lots of other fuckery going on, but um. Really what all that boils down to is America continues to be white, nationalist, racist trash. Surprise. And, you know, I just don't know how many times <laughs> I can say that over and over. Like, America continues to not give a fuck about anybody more than they give a fuck about rich white men who own property. And that is just the case. And even when he sets those people up to literally be murdered they will still vote to let him be a rich white man and do that kind of absolutely insane shit. And we don't even have to talk about what would have happened if Barack Obama had called up a bunch of niggas to come storm the Capitol. We don't even have to talk about it because we already know a fucking bloodbath. So I'm actually instead for my read this week going to share something joyous. Mm. And that is that um, a game that you put me on to, friend, that I love so much and was probably my most favorite game of 2020 is Spiritfarer. I know what you're going to say. And <laughs> the beautiful news about Spiritfarer that just came out today is that they are going to be putting out three updates this year. Yes. One in spring, one in summer, and one in fall. All three will be free. For mm-hmm. those of us who have already purchased or, you know, whatever access you have, some sort of Xbox subscription or something, there will be new spirits in the first two, two new spirits in the last one. They're going to have more story content, new boat constructions, collectibles, recipes, resources, events, quality of life improvements, all these kinds of things that like made the game so fun for me for like from like the actual getting things accomplished part but the the storyline itself is so beautiful and if you go to the developers website they have a blog where they talk about how they have adjusted some of the language in the game when people pointed out to them that it was ableist or whatever else so it's like really a, a a gaming company that is trying to make things feel inclusive for people which actually feels fairly rare like a lot of them will let you do things like customize you know your race or your hair type but it doesn't really feel like the developers are focused on racial equality or you know equality throughout any other set of oppressions and i can get why on the one hand but on the other it's just really nice to have a game that is like more conscious of the world and how it operates. So I really yeah. appreciate this game. I really, really love Spirit Fair. If it is in your budget to buy it, I highly, highly recommend it. And I am so hyped for these three updates. And I love that they are staggering them throughout the year so they don't release all three at once. And I yeah, blow through it in yeah. two and a half weeks I because totally that agree. is what I will do. 
So I'm so glad they're staggering it out over the entire year and making it free. So thank you so much to the developers of Spirit Fair. And if you want to, yes, I was going to say, if you want to um, check out more, go to thunderlotusgames.com. And then not from an there, yeah, no, not an ad, just like that spray from last week. Not an ad, but go check them out and their games. And yeah, I just love what they're doing. So you can see a, a blog post, I think, also on the updates that they're going, the updates themselves that they're going to release. So you can see what the spirits look like and what their names are. Oh, and amen. I think they have some like other little notes on what's coming out next again yes fantastic game and also like it's a management sim which is i love those types of games it's very much like an animal crossing where you have to like go and get a bunch of materials and make people things and make yourself stuff and you know cook and right. make sure everyone's good um so yeah it's not even it's not something that's incredibly um unapproachable or confusing i think nearly anyone can play it regardless of your video gaming yeah yeah there there are tasks to keep up with but it's not impossible to figure out what you need to do next and the message you get in the game is what makes it really worth playing so it's really good can't recommend it more again spirit just the word spirit and then fairer f-a-r-e-r and all that is one word spirit fairer for those of you who are looking for it again not an ad but really love the game and i was so hype to hear that news because that is a reason to can i mean never mind that was about to get really bleak so <laughs> <laughs> same oh, so um, and moving on <laughs> and the protagonist is a little black girl yeah stella and you can't change her race you have to play as the little black girl yeah. period tough <laughs> suck tough it tough titties um all right. Well, for me, just a few things. Um, try not to take forever. One, um, to rapper Moneybag Yo, oh, he no. tweeted, not gonna lie, I made a couple M's in the pandemic. I don't want it to end. I feel like the pandemic helped a lot of people. What? Nigger, what? Yeah. The same pandemic that is murder like <laughs> over two million human beings i think like almost half a million in america alone what the yeah. fuck are you talking about the pandemic <laughs> i is honestly a good thing. think i honestly think that you knew money niggas that there may be like some sort of a supernatural force that just like okay. when you get new money or maybe it's the illuminiga Maybe it's like some other sector of of the, uh, Hollywood. Um, I think that they do something to y'all to erase every memory that you've yeah. ever had of being broke, and not just that. I think they also probably on some like Black Mirror shit or Charmed or something, like fully erase your vision of anything that has to do with poverty. <laughs> like I feel like a lot of y'all would like if you went to Skid Row, it would just look like like the Void in Janet's. Like Janice Boyd from The Good yes. Place. Like you would just see nothing. <laughs> like I feel like y'all like le- like forget that people have nothing. Yeah. Not even just outside of the pandemic. But my God, girl, read the room. The like I don't understand. Life alone. How does that not matter to you? <laughs> How can you call the pandemic a good thing in a public post on social media when so many people have died 
much less are now thrust into poverty or incredibly stressed out, hectic situations where they're trying to teach their kids and work from home and care for their elders and take care of themselves somehow and manage the goings on of everyday life. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand how you can. <sighs> A couple of them M's you said that you made in the Pan's Labyrinth probably had to do with live shows that then got somebody and there's somebody and somebody's else infected with COVID that they took back did. to wherever the fucking Decatur or whatever. Why don't you donate the extra money you made? Why don't you do that? <laughs> Show some receipts. Like, because just, otherwise, why do I care that an already rich nigga got richer? I just like, don't I, care. <laughs> I've said already, I cannot drive myself crazier with like, <gasps> oh my God, the girls are, you know, having free before 12 or like that right, <laughs> stopped right. shocking me last year yeah but girl you put on jesus christ's internet <laughs> i feel like the pandemic helped a lot of people <laughs> not helps not helped you have the nerve to have this goddamn error in here on top of yeah. talking about the pandemic help yeah. a lot of people after <laughs> millions <laughs> millions of people are dead Many who are still living poor as poor, jobless, currently being thrown out of their fucking homes, girl. Yeah. Maybe including, like I said, some that came to see you and your goddamn whatever City Girls remix or whatever the fuck I know you for. So, like, why can't you just be wealthy and enjoy that and, and like, and buy yourself? Like, I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. You couldn't just deposit them. It's or let's be honest. Put them in a Nike shoebox <laughs> underneath your auntie's floor. You couldn't just. I feel like you could have. I do. Leave us alone. <laughs> like, leave the girls alone. What? I don't. I don't. Rich niggas should have been able to just enjoy being rich niggas before the pandemic hit. Now of all times, why? Why are y'all playing with people? <laughs> Do you understand? Do you know what the employment unemployment rates mean? No. Do you understand what the rate of homelessness means and the way that it's expected to ratchet up when the government won't step in and take care of its people because they're wor- more worried about making millionaires and billionaires even richer? How do you as a millionaire feel comfortable opening your mouth to talk about how much money you've made without also talking about how you're giving that money back to the people in a pandemic (laughs) when people are trying to figure out how to feed their damn babies? You over here talking about making an extra couple meal. You can't be serious, my nigga. You can't be. Where is that money going just to you for you to do what? Get another diamond studded tooth? I don't know if you have a diamond studded tooth. You probably do. Probably do. <laughs> but it, uh, so so that you can get another fucking expensive foreign car that niggas can't even pronounce right. So you can buy or another put, house. <laughs> or you could put Steven Universe's mama in betwixt your brow. <laughs> <laughs> or you could put rose quartz <laughs> betwixt your brow. <laughs> I um <laughs> you could do that. You could you could put that bitch right in the center of your forehead. <laughs> I just want y'all to think a little bit first. 
This particular individual doesn't strike me as, you know, the brightest crayon Mm-mm, in no, the box. Definitely not. But girl, the pandemic helped a lot of people. It helped a lot of rich people. <laughs> yeah, almost exclusively. <laughs> like, bitch, are you serious? Of course you think it helped a lot of people. Right. Because rich motherfuckers got even richer while poor people got even fucking poorer, as it always is. <laughs> but rich people <laughs> but, is not a lot of people even compared to the general population. Exactly. So what are you doing? <laughs> You just just felt like you needed to flex? Really? You needed to flex right now? It's just that the difference is like when it's Tad and Sally and them, like that's no shot. That's not a gag. You know, that's not something to go and typically just hop on Twitter and be like, yeah, I'm having a great time, girl. Let me show you what my OnlyFans did this month. Like if you had a silver spoon, (laughs) then odds are... You just you know, used you're to not, getting richer, yeah. Right. You know how the game is played. Versus you quarter water niggas that now, you know, put <laughs> <laughs> diamonds in your teeth and forehead and shit <laughs> running around here acting like you've never been poor. <laughs> like, I, right. And again, I don't expect for rich people, especially rich hip-hop artists and athletes and stuff, to stop flexing and showing off their expensive things Mm. and honestly a lot of people even poor people like that they either want to something to aspire to they say i'm gonna get me that car one day and they put it on their vision board yeah so it's not like you know don't show off the things that you've worked for but god damn choose your words carefully at least you morons (laughs) the pandemic (laughs) being good for a lot of people is just help a lot of people Helped a lot of people. It didn't help most people, nigga. So why are we talking about the good that the pandemic did? Why are we even... Why is that a thing that can be... Why? Just shut up. Just shut up. That nigga said, I don't want it to end. And you know, it is spelled I-O-N. Of course it is. Ion. Ion. Which is already a word, but it's fine. Because... (laughs) I don't would have just been criminal. It would have just been the yeah. worst. I don't want it to end. To end. Okay. Well. So I mean, like literally, people are oh, suffering. <laughs> people are suffering like they have never suffered before. Mental yeah. health issues going crazy. Tired of being yeah. around these kids. Tired of yeah. stressing out about the fucking virus. Tired of worried about the people who come in and out the house that you can't control. Tired of worried about their parents and their family and friends who are higher risk. People are fucking exhausted. You don't want it to end? <laughs> Nigga. Do you realize that that sounds like... Do you understand? Like, you, you sound like you manufacturing COVID-19. Like, you sound like uh, like Mojo Jojo. Like a secret <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Stop. Just enjoy it. Just oh enjoy it. Just enjoy being richer and leave us alone. Um. So I also want to say, I don't know who's responsible for telling the public that a founding family member of Publix donated $300,000 to the um, Donald Trump rally. Apparently the same rally that oh became God. deadly at the riot. The January um, 6th one? Oh, my God. Haven't we suffered enough? The girls know. Like, 
As an American who tries to think, from time to time at least, mm. it is not sh- a shocker to me that damn near any fucking company that I give my money likely lives for that man. Yep. Or at least what he was able to do for their pockets. It is not a shocker to me that a fucking grocery short store chain, especially one that's like exclusive to the South. Right has a founding family member in it that supported Donald Trump. We know that. Bitch, are we not going through enough without you trying to ruin everybody's But Can the girls not just have a sub and a chicken wing and a motherfucking ice cream cake, bitch? You got to ruin that (laughs) shit too? It's supposed to be where shopping is a pleasure. God, girl, we know everybody racist. We know everybody's racist. (laughs) Why you got to shit in our goddamn shit on top of it? Like, fuck. The girls can't have Publix either now. What else do you want to take away from us? Oxygen? Shoes? <laughs> like. I mean, I grew up, I was born in Louisiana and I grew up in Oklahoma. So trust me, I understand. <laughs> I completely get it. Half of the comments, I read this on Baller Alert, half of the comments were like, um, <laughs> either, I've never heard of this place, so I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. <laughs> And then the other half were like most people from Florida who were like, bitch, if there's one thing I can tell you, it is that I'm going to get a sub on my next break. (laughs) Like, I don't give a fuck. One girl's tweet. Like, I'm actually going to see if I can find her name and give her a fucking shout out. Because when I tell you she sent me, Jenny underscore lovebird. I can't even find it. I can't even find the comment. Because I clicked on it when I read it so I could get (laughs) (laughs) And again, a lot of y'all probably aren't even gonna get why this is funny because I don't know. But she (laughs) she said She said, Where the fuck I'm supposed to go, man? Win Dixie? The fuck you talking about? (laughs) Bitch, I cried. I cried. I cried. Growing up around Publix and Winn Dixie and just knowing both of those supermarkets the way that I do, I was literally crying. I'm absolutely not going in no damn Winn Dixie for wings, first of all. Shut the fuck up. I just love that. What? Not just us, but niggas, I'm speaking to us specifically. When it comes to food, niggas will like unabashedly be like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Lucifer himself could have made this chicken sandwich. I'm getting another. Niggas have no problem. Even gay niggas, you know, at peak go, you know, down with Chick-fil-A. Like gay niggas in that era were also like taking selfies in the drive-thru. Like I'm I'm here to tell you that I love being gay. You're just gonna have to understand, yep. But here's another thing I love, that iced tea (laughs) and those nuggets. They do the the honor palmer just right and that spicy chicken sandwich, it just hits, yeah. And it's terrible. It's awful. But I knew us. And I was not shocked that, like, almost every comment from people who do shop at Publix yeah. were like, I don't know what you to tell you. You got to kiss you. my ass, right? <laughs> I understand because that's exactly what happened, even though it wasn't racial. When Brahms had that issue 
with their ice cream being infected with whatever that dairy bacteria oh, was. Oh, Bluebell. Yeah, uh, yeah, not Blue Brahms. My God. That's super right. local to Oklahoma. <laughs> Nobody right. but niggas in Oklahoma and North Texas. But when Bluebell had that issue, niggas was like, me and the Listeria, we gonna battle it and we gonna make it through together. Like I literally told y'all I would have died. I literally will not face. give up Bluebell and that's it and that's all. I'm not doing it. And now that everything is back to normal, niggas is happily fucking up Bluebell. Yeah. They was never gonna stop. And so, Lact- <laughs> lactose and all. Right. Ain't yeah. no dairy free. Ain't nobody buying no fucking shirt. I mean, I guess somebody's <laughs> buying Sherbert, which is not pronounced Sherbert. It's pronounced it Sherbet. But cares? I don't care. That, that that really <laughs> fucked me up when I first heard it. I just want you to know. I had to Google the way it was spelled. Because it has been Sherbert my whole I life. I won't do that. I'm not saying that ever in my life. But anyway, most niggas know they lactose and still yeah. will be like, I don't. What, what, what flavor you got? You got that king cake. You exactly. Got, <laughs> you got that pralines again, and cream. You got the Bluebell shit. is exclusive to the South. And so And good. I'm here to remind you that these motherfuckers don't care. It's they so don't care. Good. It's like, so good. <laughs> and the person who donated from, from Publix is like somebody's fucking great granddaughter or some other shit. Like, not even somebody who works at Publix or something like that. Just somebody who's caked because obviously the owners of this old ass supermarket are filthy fucking rich. Right. So it's like, that's what I'm like. I'm not even trying to tell y'all what to do when it's when it's time for you to get another chicken tender sub down at the Publix because I already know us, and especially when it comes to food that is undeniable. That's why I'm like, girl, leave us alone. Yeah. We know that the companies that we wipe our asses with, companies that we, you know what I'm saying, use to to season our our chickens and. Yeah. Where we buy our fucking, you know, water from or whatever. Like, we know that, especially if you are black, fuck you. You know, especially if you are Latino, fuck you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we know that you have to ruin lunch too. Like, God, like, we are already (laughs) in a panic at the disco and y'all bitches want to, like, make it worse every living fucking day on top of it. Damn it. Shit. (laughs) I mean, I actually, um, I actually don't mind the reminder, but you have to understand that, like, we already know. We yeah. grew up in America. So, I mean, we do. Right. So, like, any <laughs> any company that isn't explicitly pro-black and black-owned, you can assume, is doing something fucked up to or about or towards black people. So, like... And the gag is a lot of the black-owned ones might also... I mean, like, there's also like. that, but I'm saying, like, it. we are just very accustomed to that. So... Yes. You have to understand that you can tell people what's <laughs> up and some people will be in a space to, like, really hear it and do something about it. And a not insignificant number of people is going to say, you can literally p- pry public swings from my cold nigger hands. <laughs> And that will be that. <laughs> you just have to accept that. Because when everything is owned by racists, how do you expect us to give up get to give up the one thing the racists do that we like? Right. <laughs> you just gonna have to let us out at. I'm sorry. I don't know what people expect. Each one teach one. The, one. We got to we uh, evolution is slow. I almost believe that most of y'all who reported that reported this story knew what 
the reaction to people familiar with Publix would be. Had to. This felt very meme <laughs> Because no fucking supermarket or any the fuck place that sells food from the South did anything but kiss that man's boots. So right. I'm right. not shocked there. Southern CEOs, of course, they love Trump because Trump put even more money in their pockets and loosened restrictions for like every aspect of their business. So yes. of course they love him. Because yeah. it's all about money. It's not about you, the average American person. It also is kind of about you, the average American person. Because as we learned through GameStop of all people, not only do oh, they want crazy. to stay rich, they want you to stay broke. They want you to not have nothing, yeah. period, ever. They don't, it's not even that yeah. they just want to continue to be as wealthy as possible. They want to make sure that wealthiness is yeah. exclusive to, to this 1%. Yeah. Because if y'all bitches have money too, then what the fuck is the fun of right. being rich? They straight up said these are the rules, but only when rich people play. Yes. Now that the brokies that. have decided to band it to get to band together and game the system, um, it's very different from when we game the system. And so we're gonna have to make sure we shut that down immediately. Like they literally spelled it out for y'all with that GameStop shit. It was Didn't incredible. Even, right. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Lastly, I just want to ask some questions. Uh well, really just the question why to some things happening in film and television. Um Coming to America, the sequel, I learned in the, I want to say it was Super Bowl commercial, is going to be PG-13. Why? Uh-oh. Why? Probably so it can stream. They don't stream rated R films on these places? I mean, probably not for free, you know? I don't know where it's going, though, when it gets released, but yeah. It's supposed to be on Amazon. Oh, Damn. I would think Amazon would have a clean and explicit version there. So now I'm really confused. There has to be like an an uncut. Yeah, there has to be a rated R version. Why are we doing this if it's what? Yeah. Um, Batman, the animated series is apparently coming back. They're rebooting it. I want to know why. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's literally fine. It's been remastered. You can buy it on the Blu-ray. I think you can stream it on HBO Max or whoever has the DC stuff. I'm pretty sure it's HBO Max. It's perfectly fine. In fact, I would go out as, as far to say as Batman, the animated series is probably the best animated series. Oh, wow. Like, period, possibly. Okay. And I, I would only compare it to Steven Universe and maybe Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> um... I'm possibly, I'm sure that I'm, you know, not thinking of other fantastic. But still, you're putting it up there with the greats, yeah. Batman the Animated Series is one of the best animated shows ever. I don't understand why we want to go, everything doesn't need to be a fucking reboot. My God, just like give the kids the classics. They can literally watch the one that came on in the (laughs) 90s. Why? Why? It's never like, oh my God, this added so much to the lore and the overall experience. I feel even closer to this one thing I loved when I was eight. Now that I'm 33 years old because you brought, like, It's never that, yeah. Last but not least, I read that they are making a live-action Powerpuff Girls for the CW. I want you to understand that when I read this <laughs> um, headline, I let out possibly the longest exhale. That like it was a long, <laughs> long sigh. Okay. 
Because first of all, live action Powerpuff Girls, why? Everything that's animated does need a live action adaptation. It just doesn't. I understand why y'all feel like it's fascinating and why it would draw money because it's, you know, an adaptation of something that was already successful. And here's what it would look like if it were live action. I don't give a fuck about what Fuzzy Lumpkins would look like. Look live action. Some stuff is supposed to be animated, bitch. So you can have things <laughs> like the Amoeba Boys and whatever other weird ass shit existed in cartoons like the Powerpuff Girls. I don't want, like, what? And then the other thing that I immediately thought of is because I saw the CW in the headline. And I know that CW really only makes shows... <laughs> That are targeted at like young adults, teens, people in their, you know, early 20s and stuff like that. And you, God bless you if you can get it onto the fucking network without some sort of forced love interest for the main character. It's all like Twilight. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew for sure this wouldn't just be something as bad as making the the Powerpuff Girls live action. Because again, I want to reiterate that I think that that alone is a shit idea. <laughs> but I knew. <laughs> I knew that they would make it like, oh, you know, they're older and blah, 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 because that's what all of their fucking shows are, Gossip Girl. So I read about it in the article, and it appear- what I read was that it will follow them in their 20-somethings. Oh, no. Now being, like, jaded or whatever because they didn't get to have a childhood because they were always running around oh, Townville saving no. things. What the fuck drugs are y'all doing Why are they during the panorama? <laughs> they, like, they ought not be human now. <laughs> they're made of sugar and spice and everything the fuck nice. And then, like, <laughs> meth or whatever. Like, <laughs> like I'm so... like. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a kid's cartoon. It was meant to be funny. It's not to say that they never had, like, little messages in there, here and there. But it was mostly just a funny kid's show. They literally had villains that were amoebas. They literally had a <laughs> click so sick. They literally called them the gang green gang. It's a cartoon. I don't need to see a live-action version right. of this. Furthermore, nigga... The motherfuckers who watched Powerpuff Girls aren't 20-something. They're 30 like me, bitch. Right. Like, we're old now. <laughs> I don't... What are we... Why? Why? And how is it so easy for all of y'all to get all of these things picked up from every the fuck where? But simple, I don't know, black girl somewhere in Alabama mm. has the next Oscar. But God help her if she can get a meeting with any one of y'all. Damn. But this is what I have to read every goddamn day. Live action snorks and <laughs> fucking <life. laughs> snorks. <laughs> Wacky races on ice and whatever the fuck dumb shit. Mm. I'm so... Why? Why? Nobody needs this. Nobody gives a fuck about 24-year-old Buttercup. I want you to know it. I want you to know it. And it's not just going to be, oh, we're in our 20s and God used to... It's going to be them having all of these weird, toxic relationships and, you know, Blossom's boyfriend is cheating on her with uh, Princess or or whatever girl... What what was her name? Uh, Miss Bella. Yeah. Yeah, like all of this wild buttercup beats her ass and, <laughs> you know, and you know, you know, Bubbles is going to be like, bye. Or, I was just about know, to say like, one of them is bye. You know, Bubbles is going to be bi-curious <laughs> and have like a healthy relationship with a, a stud or something. Oh, yeah. Like, I 
don't need this. None of us <laughs> needs Leave this. Leave me alone. None of us needs this. The funny thing, though, is when I was, like, having my own personal raging rant about this, to no one but Link, I also was thinking, like, I said to myself, like, a lot of this stuff, I don't think that anybody even really considers conceptually. I think they just think, like, has this been done in live action yet? No? Great. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's it. Because I thought, like, what about, like, a Courage the Cowardly Dog? Like, I randomly just said to myself, like, yeah, they would do, like, a live action Courage the Cowardly Dog. And I was like, actually, that could be cute. (laughs) Because, like... If you could get, I don't know, if they would likely do, like, some sort of a CGI dog mm, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, get a cute little, hopefully, actual dog, you know, that maybe you can <laughs> digitally make purple or not color at all. Because I don't believe in in dying our dogs. I don't know. But that's just a personal opinion. But, yeah, Muriel and, and Eustace have their, like, grandniece or somebody move into that house. And then from there, it's basically just Stranger Things or So Weird. Or, you know, okay. one of these other, like, kids' creepy, not-so-scary shows. Like, a Gravity Falls. Right. With a cute dog. Right. That, like, I could see that. But I feel like they just went for it. Girl, the Powerpuff Girls animated reboot sucked. Like, the girls didn't even care about that. So you felt like making them, you know, 25 years old and and TikTok personalities right. or whatever the and fuck was the way And human white women? Really? That's what <laughs> they don't even have fingers! What what's that? <laughs> How do we get around that? Yeah, some things are can just be left alone. How do we fit in the green chimpanzee with the protruding brain and the fucking Right. And how are you going to do that without being deeply racist? Thank you. I was just going to say like <laughs> I was I don't know I was how y'all are going to do that without being going deeply to say that. racist. It doesn't have to happen. Powerpuff Girls is on HBO Max too. <laughs> Leave us alone and let us have the things we knew. Yeah. They are still fine. My God. You have access to them, girls. You don't need a reboot. We don't all need a, a prequel series. We don't need a live, a live action adaptation of everything. And the true gagger is they would probably be way more, um, way better animated ad- adaptations than live action ones. Mm. Yeah, because I think it's easier to take it from live action to animated as opposed to the other way around. Think of like an insecure style show in the art style of the Boondocks. Oh that God. was off the dome. That I was mean, right off and the top that, of my head. And that's incredible, my nigga. That's incredible. <laughs> right. So yeah, because I don't know why you have I... so much more freedom with animation. Yes. Whereas trying to make <laughs> things that are already crazy, like you remember them them. Bubbles and Buttercup and them was literally beating niggas' asses in midair in major cities around the world. Like, yeah, they was whooping niggas, like slamming people through through fucking skyscrapers. I need you to understand, knocking their teeth out. That's because animation. (laughs) So, so you know, I think we have to be real careful when we're bringing things from the animated side to the live action side. And I did not know about this, but I agree with you. I don't know that it's the best idea. 
I, I don't understand why. Like, I don't. There are so many great ideas that are still in existence. Sure, nothing's new under the sun. And a lot of reboots and stuff like that could probably be really cute and fun. But I honestly just feel like a lot of mostly white people in these offices are just, like, chewing gum and watching Pornhub and just saying, like, what the fuck haven't we made a cartoon yet? Or what the fuck cartoon have we not made live action? Who has not rebooted, like, whatever the fuck? (laughs) They're rebooting reboots. Like, I'm... I... I, My word. Yeah. I I can't. So... Right. It's a no for me on all three of these things. (laughs) Um, God bless y'all who do... Um, partake. Let me know how it is. Um, mm. but I, I would like nothing. Yeah, to do with, with any of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel particularly inclined to participate in any of that. So, you know, I'm happy to leave mm. it exactly where it is, and maybe we can start to give money to people who have original ideas for things, and that would also Please. be fun and fine. That's yes. just going out to all you major networks. <laughs> if you just yes. want to do that, that would also be good. Even better, actually. So, or or give some of these things to creative minds that will make it into something that's different, but like fun and makes sense. Not turning three kindergarten children into twenty year old <laughs> pissed off models or whatever. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, because one of them is definitely gonna be an influencer. Probably, absolutely, probably bubbles the vibe. <laughs> right, probably bubbles the bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles gonna be the so, bad girl. <laughs> Like, the whole point of why that show was, like, unique and interesting is because they were kindergarten kids that could beat the fuck out of damn near anything. They could kill right. monsters with their like bare made hands. made in a lab. Who the fuck is gonna be uh, Dr. X, Mr. X? Who the hell's gonna... Who, who's gonna be that, nigga? There's nothing unique about a 20-something-year-old superhero. We've got tons of that. So... I just, you know what? But best of luck to everybody getting a check off of this um, endeavor. Indeed. So. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and That's that it. will wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Make sure you check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media. We are at This Is The Read. Um, find our merch at shoptheread.com. And I think that's all for me, friend. Any news this week? No, I was going to do the Happy Meal thing. You did one of them for me already, which was the Spirit Fairer news. I was oh, totally going to bring it up because I was so hype about it that. It is the best news. <laughs> also, I randomly read while looking for Hot Tops that uh, Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are working on a Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, like reboot series. Oh, and shit. I know that I just read reboots to absolute cinder. You did! <laughs> but I... But I I'm so inspired by both Atlanta and Fleabag. I'm a big fan of them as writers, and I feel like this could be cute and different enough from the original one that I would, you know, be really into it. So that I am kind of excited about. Uh, And lastly, I thought this one would maybe be fun for you. Apparently, the president of the United States plays Mario and maybe an OG. What? I plays plays Mario Kart specifically. Does he really? It might be an OG. Does he play yes. it online? Um, well, he plays it in the one of the arcade booth things that they have at oh, Camp David God, because of Rich he does. and the president. But I can't remember if it was his granddaughter or niece, but his one of the younger ladies, yeah. She said that, you know, he's a little rusty, but he still barely won. <laughs> so 
That implies that he was tearing ass in Mario Kart once upon a time and he Period. still got it. Period. Right. So I thought that you would be entertained by that because I know that you are on Mario Kart religiously. Yeah, I actually, I build time into my day to practice Mario Kart same way I build time into my day to study. It is just important to me to keep up with that hobby. So I Googled this real quick while you were talking about it and I'm cracking up because they literally have video here of Biden sitting at an arcade and beating these <laughs> niggas asses. Like, which is legit one of those ones you sit. I in, can't like, take. Yeah. Sure. Which, you know, I've never played Mario Kart that way. I only play it on my Switch. Me neither. I don't think so. And then, of course, they have a part here about how Nintendo was like, yeah, we made, um, you know, a little bit of money because as it mm. turns out, everybody's at home and looking for things to do. So. <laughs> They turned to digital downloads, and apparently Mario Kart 8 is one of their biggest um, downloads. And I'm not surprised. It's so fun. It's a classic. You yeah, can't go on. Yeah. I really love Mario. I feel like now I have the perfect character and cart configuration, and it's just a matter of time before I build my way Who's up. your fave? Um, so I usually drive with Pink Gold Peach. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, because there's only one black girl you can choose from, and she's from a game I've never played. So it just feels weird. So sometimes. Oh, the Splatoon girl girl or something? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I don't know her. But then there's also um, a black Yoshi. I used to drive as black Yoshi all the time. Oh, I love black Yoshi. Black Yoshi is great. But I feel like now I have the perfect combination of all my stats and. You know, I just work to to gain points every time I drive. That's a fantastic game to be an expert at because it's definitely almost like an Uno. You never know when someone might break out Mario Kart and anyone is willing to play because yeah. it's really approachable. So you can fully be like the silent killer in the room if the girls don't know. And like, <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I'll play some Mario Kart. And then decimate everyone. And then just destroy the room. Yes. I love yeah. this because I just played Uno online with some friends of mine from back home and I beat everybody ass. So you're fully speaking my language right now. I'm feeling really great about myself. Thanks. Way to turn, you know, a pandemic <laughs> down around. But I love games. I love playing games and I don't mind losing. I just really love playing games. I will play any game. So Nintendo, again, is a really good place to like maybe get your feet wet if you just want to be interested. That's why Mario Kart 8 and Animal Crossing sold them switches out. Right. Because they're approachable and... Easy to play, yeah. 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 Well, all right. That's it for this episode, then. All right, people, take care of yourselves, and we will see you next week. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in LA, a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. 
Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.